0: Hello and welcome to the Gooners Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of What is the Arsenal Transfer Show. Joining you every morning at 8am UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Uh, it is certainly a interesting Friday. It's going to be a very interesting Friday indeed. I think today is going to be, it could be, the most important day in Arsenal's summer. We'll have to wait and see. But there's potential for it to be that day today as... We continue to get news and information regarding the latest on Declan Rice and uh, we'll be covering all of what we know so far in today's show. Of course, I would like to make people aware, uh, those especially that tune in on Catch Up, these shows are done every morning at 8am and things change uh, in subsequently after the show uh, has been done. So thoughts and feelings of my own, you know, based upon the evidence that we have at this point in time might be different to how I feel when I see other evidences and information that comes out you know, later on in the day. So I always want to make sure that that's clear to everyone. But uh, thank you very much. Um, very much appreciate everybody tuning in, as always. And uh, if you haven't already dropped a like on the video, uh, please make sure you subscribe to the challenge uh, to the challenge <laughs> I mean it's, it's gonna be a challenge today trying to get through all of the, everything we've got to cover but uh, if you could subscribe to the channel as well uh, that would be very much appreciated right let's jump into the chat box uh, good morning to Simon good morning to Andy good morning to Sonny good morning to Z Omar NSW good morning to you uh, good morning to Ian Simba umpulele, I think uh, I hope that's right I'm sorry <laughs> uh, Phil hurry uh, we've got uh, Gary we've got our silky Gary T Ashish I wasn't late this morning. I literally clicked go live at eight o'clock. I was not late this morning. I will not have that. Um, But thank you, everybody, uh, for tuning in. It's very much appreciated. Okay. Shall we start? I I think we should probably start. Let's start. Um, We kick off uh, with some positive news in the world of Arsenal, and that is that Emil Smith Rowe scored uh, for England in a win at the European Under 21 Championships against the Czech Republic, or Checha, as it's now called. Um, Smith Rowe coming off the bench and scoring, uh, showing his capabilities, showing. I mean, you'll you'll tell me if I'm wrong. Maybe it's just, uh, maybe he's been on holiday, but his hair looks very blonde i don't know if it's just me but his hair looks extremely blonde i'm hope i'm, I'm kind of hoping it's Is if you're blonde i don't know if you're uh, people i'm not blonde so you wanted to tell me this but doesn't he doesn't dye his hair more blonde does he I I think it might be the sun. I think he's probably been on holiday somewhere, <laughs> but very interesting indeed. Uh he just looks so incredibly blonde at the moment. Uh and moving and sticking with Arsenal players that still remain at the club. Um Cataline Kurjan is expected to join Rapid Bucharest on loan for the rest of the season, according to playsport.romania. Uh who, of course, you know, covering a Romanian young player like uh Cataline uh, he is expected to move uh, for that season, long loan central midfielder, uh, another player that the youth side will be without for the forthcoming season. He needs to play regular senior football. You know, there's a lot of talent in this kid, um, but has been playing youth football. Came off the back of a really serious injury as well. Hopefully, Catalin uh, Cojocian can get the uh, the right level of uh, of development at a senior football level uh, back in Romania. Now, Runeson is said to have his demands set too high, and that has scuppered a potential deal to Belgian heavyweights and elect Sasha Tavalieri reporting the interest uh recently as well. But the Icelandic goalkeeper looks at the moment at least set to remain with Arsenal uh until a new deal is found. Arsenal are looking for a figure in the region of 1 million euros, but the uh several tens of thousands pounds per week wage that Runeson is on, having joined Arsenal is putting a fair few suitors off and anyone that he goes to in Europe is likely to expect a significant pay cut or for Arsenal to at least cover some of the wages wherever he goes to. So we'll keep you updated on Axe Runnison, but uh, it is expected that he will move on Uh, in the coming days or so, Uh, weeks, I imagine. Uh, Juventus is said to be Thomas Partey's priority, according to Fabrizio Romano, should a destination uh, need to exist for a departure. We did hear about Saudi Arabian interest as well, but uh, Juventus is said to be his number one choice of where he would like to go. Uh, And Thomas Partey, of course, uh, you'd hope would be able to garner a significant fee. That might not be the case, though, because their suggestions of just a €20 million euro price tag being attached to Thomas Partey. For me, I think that's madness. I don't see any benefit of Arsenal moving him on um, footballistically for that amount of money. It makes no sense um, for Arsenal to accept a bid that low, and you would hope that Arsenal would get a significant amount more. Also, with the issues in Arsenal's recruitment right now and the potential incomings uh, that we might see this summer, Um or not, Uh, maybe we need to kind of be a little bit more chill on uh, Partey's potential exit. So let's wait and see on that one. Now, Kai Havertz's announcement as a brand new Arsenal player is set to take place next week. A medical is scheduled uh, abroad, according to Simon Collins and others um, have reported that a medical is likely to take place abroad and uh, we will hopefully see an announcement regarding Arsenal's first summer signing um, uh, very very soon indeed uh, he's got a lot to uh, to certainly still very much try and get people on boards and we'll have to wait and see uh, what happens with that but hopefully uh, we see something. Uh, in the sense of have a success very soon. And uh, in pre-season, we'll get the first glimpse of the German international in an Arsenal shirt as well. Now, Arsenal are also said to be moving towards um, a personal agreement uh, for Uri Timber. Arsenal have been negotiations with the player for some time now. um, And we're hoping to see an improvement in Arsenal's potential offer toward the player. And of course, to Ajax as well. We're still waiting for Ajax uh, to kind of come to a compromise with Arsenal so let's wait and see uh, and let's hopefully see uh, an improvement in uh, any offer Arsenal might indeed uh, put towards uh, the Dutch side for Yuri and Temba but personal terms are said to be moving in a positive direction so let's see if that indeed does happen. Declan Rice our headline story I'm going to jump into the chat box and talk to you guys and react to some stuff that's going on in the chat as well very shortly but uh just just to kind of touch on this briefly in terms of the situation and then we can go into kind of the greater discussion with you guys in part two the situation as it stands at seven minutes past eight on Friday the 23rd of June um is that Declan Rice remains a West Ham player most importantly neither of Arsenal or Manchester City have made an official bid to our understanding at this stage uh and that there is suggestions DiMazio reporting last night that uh Man City were closing on an agreement with West Ham uh Ex-West Ham United employee, the insider, has suggested that suggestions that it's close or anything is being agreed is anyone reporting that has jumped the gun. That's what they reported last night after Demacia reported. And a number of uh, English-based sources, such as Jacob Steinberg, such as Jack Rosser in The Sun, and Jacob Steinberg, of course, The Guardian, um, have reported that Declan Rice's preference still remains Arsenal, and that the player wants to make that switch and it is very much on Arsenal it seems to come to an agreement with West Ham United over a figure these and by the time if you're listening to this or watching this on catch up this may have changed by that stage so just be aware of that and the caveat of that but we're going to talk in part two about this and get your questions and your thoughts answered as well so let's do that and let's go to part two and tackle your questions right after this okay let's jump into the chat first of all i want to highlight this uh, very generous and kind donation from alex thank you so much um for supporting the channel it is very very generous and kind indeed the last couple of days we've seen some very generous individuals with super chats with gifting of memberships it is uh, great to see that but alex thank you so much for your comment um i'm i'm trying to avoid sneezing it's not going to happen though oh no it's there. There we go. It's there. Hay fever got to me, but it means your you, 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 you comments up on screen even longer, Alex. Uh, I think Arteta is planning on changing the lineup to a 3 2 4 1, with the potential lineup being Ramsdale in goal, Saliba, Gabriel, and White in defense. Uh, defense made up of midfielder uh, Declan Rice, Lavia or Caicedo, with an attacking midfield of Martinelli, Havertz, Odegaard, Saka uh, in the forward positions, Jesus being that key forward as well do you agree i think that there's a lot of scope as i've talked before alex about arsenal with the back three i think we currently actually occupy a back three when we move forwards with the ball zinchenko joins you know the midfield um i don't see zinchenko in your lineup which is quite interesting indeed i suppose you've replaced him with a Lavia or caicedo figure but it is indeed that figure of, of zinchenko that moves into the middle um i think he will continue onwards i think zinchenko will always be a part of arteta's team in particular he just he sees him as a as a big part of that squad but uh i think that havertz and jesus can play together i think that odegaard and havertz can play together and i'm excited to see what we get from those players but uh interesting that you no zinchenko and your team there alex and a massive thank you again for the very kind donation very very generous indeed and it goes to help support what we do here uh, and uh, you know we've done some amazing things on the channel that people like yourself alex make possible be it improving the infrastructure of of course the channel be it uh, donating to some massive fundraisers as well like we did recently with the arsenal visions arsenal foundation fundraiser we donate one and a half grand uh, to them so thank you to everybody that continues to support um the uh, the show as well so thank you for that right um Apologies for the sniffling and and stuff like that. Hay fever still getting me bad at the moment. Um, So I'm hoping that that it goes in a positive direction. Um, Declan Rice joins us in the chat box, says, I'd rather stay at West Ham than sign for City. Trust me, I want no more than to be an Arsenal player. Well, Declan, if it is indeed you. (laughs) Of which I think there may be some suggestion that it might not be. Um, I hope that you're telling the truth. Uh Tubbs says Declan Rice looks like he's joining the Jude Bellingham small club of people that don't worship money, something a lot of people that can learn from agreed. Um I mean I, I don't know if it's the worship of money. I don't if he goes to Man City, is it because he's because of money? No, I don't think that it is. I think that he would have earned a similar amount of money at Arsenal to what he was gonna get at Man City. I think that he just wants to be in the right place, know that he's in in a place that's going to improve him as a footballer. And he believes that Arteta is that guy to do that. It's just whether or not Arsenal now can agree a deal um, for Declan Rice. And that remains to be seen at this stage in time. LJ says Arsenal haven't made an official bid for Rice. They've, they've made two. We're still waiting for the third. The third bid we're still waiting for. That's what we're waiting to hear about. Uh, Darren says, Tom, if West Ham don't accept Arsenal's bids, the Gunners can't buy him. But if West Ham accepts Man City's bid, but Rice doesn't want to move to Manchester, what happens? Uh, I guess he stays. But I think that he will move to Manchester if indeed Man City agree a fee and Arsenal are unable to agree a fee with West Ham. I think it's very simple. I think it's, I think actually we talk about the chaos. We talk about the, the the difficulties in this. I think the rice deal is, is simple in a sense of if Arsenal will pay a figure, a deal, a structure that West Ham are willing to accept. I think he chooses Arsenal over city is my, is my understanding is my belief as well is that if we agree a deal with West Ham, he'll move to Arsenal. That is how I understand the situation but it seems to be that agreeing the deal with West Ham is proving to be the the biggest problem for Arsenal right now. Now, this is kind of where the whole Edu debate, the ownership debate comes in because Edu is taking a lot of, flack you know and yesterday evening uh his wife posted on instagram a picture of him at the pub <laughs> with uh i think i think a friend as well uh and and they do uh clinking the uh the beer glasses together um of which i you know i tweeted that picture out i found it hilarious i know a lot of people won't find it funny and that's fine i was entitled to their view on things i found it quite funny to be honest just the irony of it all i found hilarious um but at the end of the day if if arsenal can't if Arsenal can't come to an agreement with West Ham, I don't know whether that's down to Edu or whether that's down to the Arsenal ownership and the money um, that's involved in what we are being sanctioned to use for this deal. Because I think it was Damesh Seth um, who was on the haters YouTube channel. uh, A good friend of ours, uh, Charlie, who if you watched our show at the Emirates stadium, um, Charlie was the guy did the, uh, the crossbar challenge with at the Emirates and, uh, he was on the with damesh on uh, on Haters TV, and Darmesh was talking basically about the idea of clubs have valuations at the end of the day. Like clubs have a figure in mind that they are very reluctant to go beyond. Now that's a, a conglomerate of people that come together to to decide that valuation. That'll be the manager. That'll be the sporting director. That'll be the head of football, of football operations. That'll be the owners. That'll be the the co-chairman, the the deputy chairman, Tim Lewis. And that valuation will be most of the time stuck to. So if Man City go beyond the valuation or if West Ham's asking prices beyond the valuation that Arsenal uh, are willing to pay, then I guess they're not going to pay it. And if you want to point fingers, for me, from my perspective... I look more towards the ownership in terms of investment, in terms of the money side of things, than I look towards Edu. You know, I feel like Edu is trying to get a deal done within the financial parameters that he's been given for this window. Now, some people suggest that the Havertz deal, for instance, has had an impact on this. I don't believe that's the case. A, the money that we've spent on Havertz is being spread across three years, and there's add-ons involved in that as well. And pretty much all deals are done in different kinds of structures. Arsenal, if they go hard for Rice, may not have been able to get, you know, another player in another position that we needed. In my opinion, we needed a forward during this window. Havertz looks to be the guy that we've brought in as the forward option. Yes, I know he can play in midfield, but the fact he can play in a forward line as well makes me think he's the forward we've gone for. And if we'd have got to the end of the transfer window, having not brought in another forward to reinforce that forward line, I would have felt like we undersold ourselves up top. Now, with the Rice situation, if we can get Rice for a figure that Arsenal are comfortable getting, you'd hope that we'd be able to reinforce every single area of the field that we need to reinforce this summer. And I suppose the question mark is, what do Arsenal want more? If they are working to a certain budget, which is allocated by the ownership, do they want to make sure that they have reinforced every position on the field? Or do they want to make sure that they get the priority midfielder But it might cost them one of the other positions. And that's what I feel as though Edu is working around at the moment. And if that is the case, then for me, our billionaire owner should arguably be allowing greater financial flexibility to get the deal for Declan Rice done. That said, it does seem to be that there is a valuation that Arsenal have. It's also worth pointing out that at this stage, and again, I keep refreshing my feeds, uh, at this stage, no one has agreed to deal with West Ham United as of yet. Uh, And I feel as though until this saga ends completely, we can't necessarily look back and understand the reasons as to why Arsenal did or did not get Declan Rice. Um... Ben says fans do not understand FFP, and we need more than just one player. We need to understand that you cannot just buy. Newcastle have billions and cannot just buy whoever they want because of FFP. The issue I have with the FFP argument is that it's felt like it's it's pointless. The FFP sort of thing just feels really pointless because clubs have spent loads of money and nothing has you know nothing has changed for them. You know nothing has has affected them. FFP is is doing damage to the smaller clubs. I think Reading, Wigan, you know, some of these smaller clubs have, have faced issues with FFP but clubs like Man City, Arsenal, Chelsea, you know, they're not the ones that are getting, you know, the FFP uh, looking into them. Barcelona have managed to avoid, you know, goodness knows how much and yet they continue to sign players. So I don't really get, I don't really get that side of things the FFP. I understand that it's there, I understand it's always going to be a reference point, but I also do have sympathy for those people that point out rightfully that where is the example of FFP coming down hard on a big club? Because I'm not sure that it has so far. Um, Stephen says, with the rumored outgoings, we need three or four midfielders. That will be difficult in one transfer note. Yes, it will. I think you know if we need if if Partan and Jack go, we need three. Rice or an alternative being one, Lavia being another, and then one more as well. That that's going to be really difficult. Really difficult to achieve. LK says, would you take winning the Champions League but finishing 10th in the league or would you take winning the league with a group stage exit in the Champions League? It's a good question. Um, You know, I'd be, I'd I'd do either. I mean, finishing 10th, I'd be like, why on earth have we finished 10th? why on earth have we finished 10th? <laughs> um, I, I guess that's something harder to get over is the finishing 10th. I think I'd win the league, you know? Yes. I know winning the champions. League takes you back into the competition next season. But if we finish 10th in the premier league, that tells me that we've regressed significantly as a club. So, I think I'd go for the the Premier League win because that would show me as a club we're progressing forward still. We would go from second to first. Yes, we go out in the group stage of the Champions League. We'd be back in the Champions League the following season. We'd be league title winners and we'd be moving in the right direction. Whereas if we were finishing 10th, I feel like that shows that we were going backwards in the league over 38 games. So for me, I'm looking at the bigger picture and I would choose the Premier League victory. The Premier League, for me, is, is a more important trophy for Arsenal to win than the Champions League. I know that people are very hurt about the idea that Arsenal have never won a Champions League and we've won Premier League titles before. But for me, the league is bigger. The league is harder to win. It's a greater show of might, of power, of, of class and quality than the Champions League is. You know, clubs like RB Leipzig, Real have got to the semi finals recently. Inter Milan got to the final, and I don't necessarily look at Inter Milan as an amazing team right now. You know, they didn't win Serie A, for instance, and they're to the final of the Champions League. You know, Chelsea won it in a, in a final against Bayern in one of the worst finals I've ever seen, or the most undeserving finals I've ever seen. And then they repeated that against Man City. I just can't see how the Champions League for me is, is kind of a bigger achievement in a sense. The premier, the premier league is a bigger achievement than winning the champions league for me. So I would go for that one. Um, Let's go to some more questions. I feel like I've skipped loads, so I'm going to try and get some others. Uh, we do have a super chat that's just come in as well from Guna John John, who says uh, City don't need Rice, but he's that good that Pep will take him. They're smart and they recognize the threat. If we get him, they can afford to bench him just so they can trump us to fourth time this season. And I absolutely understand the point of view, and I absolutely understand why Man City are doing that. The honest answer is that John John is spot on. Man City know if Arsenal get Rice, that's a huge step forward. It's it's closing the gap to Man City. If they can sign Rice, they're doing what Bayern have basically done in the Bundesliga for years and years and years. And that's what the intention is. Whilst he may only be an option, a competitive option for them, rather than a, a guaranteed starter like he would be at Arsenal, Man City know what they're doing. You know, Man City know exactly what they're doing regarding that Declan Rice situation. Uh, Dan says, Tom, I'm concerned our struggles in getting our priority targets and bringing in the next step in quality may affect how others view our club. The narrative of fluke season may get louder. What I would say is I say, look at the players that are keen on joining us this summer. You know, Declan Rice is keen on joining Arsenal. It's just about whether or not Arsenal get the deal done. Yuri and Timber, one of the most highest rated young centre-backs in the world, is keen on joining Arsenal over Bayern Munich of Havertz had interest in Real Madrid and interest from in Bayern Munich and Arsenal and and Havertz came today. Havertz did not have to agree to come to Arsenal if he didn't want to. You know, if the money was there from Arsenal, sure. But Havertz had to decide that he wanted Arsenal. He could have turned around and said, no, I don't want to go to Arsenal. I want Chelsea to go and negotiate with Bayern Munich. And Bayern Munich were interested. And yet, no, he wanted to go to Arsenal. So, I think that from those perspectives, I don't think we're at that stage yet or anywhere near that stage. I also kind of say when we miss out on our priority targets, and I'd love to have anyone on the show to discuss this point when we do one of our phone-in shows. Now, I will be doing a phone-in show at the end of the Rice saga. I feel as though doing a phone-in show before the Rice saga is over just isn't smart. <laughs> it's just not smart until we know all the facts of what's going to happen with the Rice situation. So when the Rice situation concludes we'll do a phone-in show because I feel as though that's one of the best times to do it. Um, Be it him joining City or be it him coming to us or be it him going somewhere else. You know, That's when we'll do a phone-in show on Rice. But what I would always love to debate with people is the idea about Arsenal's priority targets. Why didn't we get them? Being the first question. And B, why is it Edu that is the guy that we are looking at? And why is it Arsenal's kind of like, why are we looking at Arsenal specifically? Because I'm still yet to find... You know, I'm still yet to find the the argument that comes across coherently and that makes sense to me that that's the case. I had a debate back and forth with somebody last night. Let me see if I can find it. Um, Where is it? Basically, the debate was kind of the tweet. Initially, was obviously a big air do out kind of post here it is so it was from prime trossard on twitter at trossardino one who tweeted saying let's get this trending asap hashtag edu and someone replied with the tweet that i'd put out um with the uh with, with edu drinking the beers which was by the way a very tongue-in-cheek tweet <laughs> i don't know if everyone got that sarcasm but it was a very tongue-in-cheek tweet anyway they tweeted with the uh the picture of edu going for beers and stuff with uh, the quote of edu out i replied to that saying effectively along the lines of what would you have liked edu to have done differently in this you know out of interest um and the person Clifford that it was at coaster underscore Rama two said learn how to negotiate difficult deals meet the requirements for once we shouldn't have bought Kai Havertz for such a large amount of money to which I said Kai doesn't have anything to do with this deal just a heads up like and that's the case like Kai Havertz and the deal for Kai Havertz does not affect Arsenal's move for Declan Rice to my understanding it has no impact on it whatsoever if there's something that we could have done to get this deal done I can't see why it wouldn't be monetary hence Edu will be acting with the means of the club that will that not mean that it's on more so the ones that are allocating funds to which the person got very kind of fixated on the whole Kai Havertz thing um and accused me of being very quick to blame the club whenever Edu can't deliver. Um, you know, apparently Havertz wasn't our priority target. Can't be splashing 60 million on a player, which isn't our priority target. Whereas our main target, we can't get enough funding for. To which I've said, I'm not sure who said that Havertz wasn't a priority target. Arteta has very much been the driving force behind, you know, the Havertz deal, for instance. Uh, and also the £60 million that we've invested in him is spread across three years, and I'll ask kind of an answer on the the working within the parameters of the club, uh, to which they ignored, unfortunately, and then carried on along the Kai Havertz lines, quoting David Ornstein's tweet, where it says, um, pursuit ramped up in recent days. That was on June 14th with contact with Chelsea. Now, for me and my perspective, a priority signing is not always going to be something that is planned months in advance. I don't think that's, you know, I don't think that's a a bad, what's the word I'm looking for, assessment. Because for me, there are opportunities um, that kind of arise during windows, if you like. You know, there are opportunities that come up and they become a priority. And the Havertz deal at the beginning or months towards the start of the window Havertz wasn't seen as an available option to Arsenal. And yet, when it was made aware to them that he had become available and that there was a chance he could move, he became a priority for Arsenal during this window. And so, therefore, Arsenal moved for him and looked to be successfully getting what has turned into a priority target. Now, what I don't get is that there's a response to this, and I'm only pointing this out because I feel as though a fair few people will share these points of view, which is why I think it's important to... Um, discuss them. Is that the response to this point was that apparently this is a problem. There has to be a proper planning and targets for a transfer window. You uh, you have to plan for months. Was kind of the response. And from my perspective, that can't be right because if we're complaining about Arsenal missing out on Declan Rice to Man City, you know, if it's a problem that a target of ours that we got in was someone that we weren't planning for for months. Is that not exactly what Man City are doing in the opposite direction? Because Man City wanted to renew Ilkay Gundogan. That was their priority during this window, was to renew... Ilkay Gundogan, and I, for one, completely underestimated how much of an impact, actually, that Ilkay Gundogan failure to renew his deal would impact things regarding Rice. Rice wasn't a priority planning into the window for Manchester City. Ilkay Gundogan was the priority, and yet, when they didn't get him, and an opportunity arose to try and hijack Arsenal's deal, who because they had not yet agreed a fee with West Ham, they've decided to take that. So I can't, there's a contradiction there, which I don't necessarily feel fairly represents the situation. I hope that whole thread made sense. The reason why I highlight it is because I want it to be clear kind of why I feel the way I do on that topic. And as I say, I'd love when we do the phone-in show in a few weeks time, probably, or I don't know how long it's going to be till we do it, hopefully very soon, if the saga for Rice completes soon, then we can kind of have these debates about Where does the finger-pointing happen? How fairly can we approach the finger-pointing? Because from an Arsenal point of view, the argument of we should have got this done sooner doesn't exist because West Ham had no intention of allowing a deal to be done early. They were always going to wait, always dragging this out and always going to wait until another club came in. Even if Arsenal had bidded £100 quid off the bat, they were, to my understanding, going to reject it in the hope that they could get even more money. If we think before, there are reports and you know reliable reports at that suggesting that West Ham's valuation was 120 million pounds. It seems as though that the low-bidding process from Arsenal has got that price tag down to around 100 million pound minimum valuation. And Manchester City, if Di Marzio is to be believed, is said to be looking at adding another 90 million pound bid of 75 million plus 15 million in add-ons structured differently to the way arsenals were structured toward west ham over a deal so i'm not sure on that thread. but from my perspective and my understanding is that west ham had no intention of allowing this deal to be agreed early none whatsoever i'm just gonna pull this down to stop the uh all my equipment getting ridiculously warm um Let's go into the chat box and and tackle some more questions. Uh, I can go for another 15 or so minutes. So let's do that. Um, civil Salad says, there's a lot of cap in this episode. And the thing is, like, people call me a liar or whatever, and that's fine. But when I get the opportunity to throw, you know, when I ask people to come onto the show, they don't show. And that's the biggest frustration for me. It's really easy to sit behind a keyboard, behind an avatar, and say things like, you're talking a lot of crap, which I get. You know, and that's fine. If you disagree with me, whatever. I would love, and I always am open to inviting people to come on and discuss this with me, but it just doesn't happen. Uh, For some reason... It just doesn't happen. Um, So you can't say that I don't offer the opportunity for other people to voice a different point of view because I always, always do. Uh, Daniel says, do you feel like if we are ultimately end up losing out on Rice, the fan base could start to turn on certain areas of the club? Not to the extent of the end of the Wenger era, but with this PTSD of of that time. I think that there is already an element of that Daniel growing and has been growing for some time. I think for elements of the fan base, they've never recovered from the Arsene Wenger period and the Edu and Arteta and the owners... I've never, ever got the support of some people, and that's fine, because people are entitled to their view on different things, entitled to have the opinion that they are. All I ever ask is that people back it up and justify it. So... Uh, let's let's wait and see. Um, and Declan Rice says, Tom is right. Uh, I haven't made my decision yet. Allow the man to breathe. <laughs> let's just wait and see. As I've been saying for quite some time, I'm still refreshing my feed and still, while we're live, at least no updates are yet coming in uh, regarding uh, Declan Rice. We're still waiting for something. Um, Robert says, I agree. I disagree with you on the Havertz, but I respect your opinion. And that's all I ask. You know, if you have a different opinion to me, that's absolutely fine. But you've got to go about it respectfully and thankfully Robert does. Uh, Belage says, why can't we keep Partey for one more season? Him, Rice, and probably another midfielder definitely makes up the quality competition that we need. That's what I'm in favour of if it's possible. You know, I think that that's the way forwards for Arsenal is to, to, to ultimately keep... Um, keep us in that direction Sean Spence says Arsenal's lawyer oh, This I finally got one Harry gets this all the time it gets called Arsenal's lawyer I've got Harry if you're watching I'm joining the club, mate. I'm joining the club. We, uh, oh God, I can't wait for that paycheck to come through. <laughs> uh, Matthew says, Rice is a good player, but for heaven's sake, he's not the next Steven Gerrard or Santi Cazorla. Wow, that's high praise on Santi Cazorla. He's 24 years old. He, by the way, is my favourite Arsenal player in the modern era. He's 24, so he has upsides, but it won't take him to worldy levels. You know, I personally think that Declan Rice is very capable of being a world-class player and he's on the way to that. So I do disagree. Uh, I do think Declan Rice would be a transformative figure Arsenal. Arsenal, and I would try and pay the money to get it done if it was down to me, if it was possible. Um, Harsh says, hey Tom, who should Arsenal target if we miss out on both Rice and Caicedo? Also, a lack of proper number eight indicates that Arteta will implement a three box three formation with two sixes and two tens. Um, I guess that's with Zinchenko becoming one of those sixes, and obviously Havertz and Nodegaard being those two tens. Um, Who should we go for if we don't get Rice and Caicedo is the big question, isn't it? That's that's the question. You know, Arsenal, for me, have to go big. You know, you have to go in and try and tempt Joshua Kimmich or something like that away from Bayern because, for me, Arsenal can't afford to not get a top, top centre midfielder. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. We need to make sure we go for someone big, someone really good. And I'm not sure that there's that many options out there. And that's why I think Arsenal should be doing everything possible to get this deal done. And if we don't get it done, I'm going to be asking the question, why? Why didn't we get this done? Because for those people that are out there saying we can't compete with Man City, where Man City going for a player, we can't get them. I'm asking the question what it was that got them that deal. Because as far as we know, Declan Rice wants Arsenal. His preference is Arsenal. It has always been Arsenal and if Arsenal could close a deal with West Ham he would move to us now my question will be why couldn't Arsenal get the deal done with West Ham what was stopping Edu from agreeing that deal was it Edu's inability to negotiate which I'm going to be honest I don't think that's the case or was it the financial restrictions that he had to work within to get that deal done so Let's wait and see. Uh, people suggesting Chua many, As far as I'm aware, there's no interest in allowing Chua many to leave Real Madrid whatsoever. Uh, uh, Flinty says, you ask the question of why every window that the it's crazy a big club like us can't seal at least one of our targets. I do ask the question why. Why wouldn't I ask the question why? That's because I I need to know the answer. And so far, all I've heard is a lot of Edu out and not a lot of explanation with genuine evidence to back it up. But that's, that's what I struggle with. Um, Daniel says, Is there anything in the rumour that West Ham prefer a sell to City because they fear a fan backlash for selling uh, a key member to another London club? I think they'd probably prefer to sell to City if I was honest, because obviously we are a London rival. But that said, you know, Declan Rice's preference should play into things. And also, as long as they get the money that they are after, I feel as though we they will sell. And it's just on Arsenal now to get to that level of money as well. Um, Barella says Reese, Brandt says Robert, these aren't Declan Rice players. I mean, I've never seen a player misprofiled more than Barella this window, by the way. I've, the number of times I've seen Barella talked about as a six, uh, it's not a six. There's <laughs> uh, no way, shape or form. Barella is a six, you know, and, and that for me is, is a really kind of, it's just not, it's just not the right profile. Uh, next is Tom. This is embarrassing. What's the question? I don't, that's not a question. <laughs> it says Q and then Tom, this is embarrassing. Uh, Pavel says, why the hell uh, would we want to sell Partey? We were supposed to build on the top four of our midfields. Again, I, I, I've said from the start of the window that I'd, I'd like to see Arsenal strengthen beyond Partey as well. I agree with you. So I'm hoping that, that is, that's what happens. I don't particularly want to have to see us replace um Thomas Partey. So, yeah, I really I really don't. Um, Matthew, uh, Matthew says, Bellagio, £100 million fee for someone that has potentially world-class um, ability, but isn't there yet. Shows how mad the market is. I think Partey is still a better option. If people can't get over the fee for Rice, it's nothing to do with us, to be honest. It's all to do with, you know, the way the market is right now. And if you want to get players in that area, that's what you've got to spend. That's what you've got to do. That's what you've got to put in to try and get it done, you know? So, hopefully... We see something in that regard happening soon with Arsenal. Um, Andy says, any links of Rice saying he wants? The links? If you want links, there's loads. I mean, I can give you some of ours that we've got from our own understanding from the player's side is that the preference is that he wants Arsenal. If you want quotes, you're not going to get them. They don't exist out in the public domain. And you're not going to because why on earth would a player do that unless your name's Lucas Torreira? (laughs) You know, it's just not going to happen. So uh, you want links, there's loads. Just Google rice preference arsenal and you'll get loads um but uh in terms of direct quotes you're not going to get them because that's not how it works uh ethan says if we miss out on rice does Xhaka stay i think it depends on if arsenal go and get another midfielder you know <laughs> Xhaka's not left because arsenal are waiting to find a replacement and declan rice has been that replacement so let's 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 wait and see let's wait and see if arsenal are able to do that and then the Xhaka deal i assume will start to to move um kenny says tom does declan rice is declan rice worth 80 million he can't dribble past players like Partey can uh fb ref rice what's rice's take on success um look full scouting profile that's what i want let me have a look at his take on stats probably be good to have a look at him actually in regard to uh Declan Rice as well, in terms of what their take-on stats are, uh, that'll let us know uh, what it is. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just, I'm literally trying to get the numbers up, so I've got them in front of me. Uh, possession, possession, possession. Where's possession? Scroll down. Here we go. Take-ons attempted, 62nd percentile. Successful take-ons, 66th percentile. Uh, successful take-on percentage, 65th percentile. Uh, let's have a look at Parte on FBref. Say F B Ref. There we go. Um, full scouting profile. Show me take ons. How much better is Partey compared to compared to uh, Rice? So his successful take on uh, successful take ons is seventy nine one point two two per ninety. So Rice is is one uh, is naught 9.6 six partes is one point two two per ninety. That's successful take ons per ninety. So, I mean, it's not wildly different. You know, zero point nine six uh, successful take ons per ninety uh, compared to one point two two. Not wildly different. Successful take on success is different. Fifty five point six percent for Rice seventy six. So you got a twenty one point one improvement in terms of percentage. So, yes. He can't dribble past players like Partey can. Um, What I would say is that that's not his specialty. Uh, That's not what Rice is known for. He's known more so for his defensive side of things. And if we're being very honest, uh, Kenny, and when you look at last season, we conceded 42 goals. You know, our problem wasn't scoring goals. We had a record for the number of goals we scored. But 42 goals conceded was too many for a team that had to improve defensively and defensively is where Rice ultimately outshines that uh, of Thomas Partey. So uh, if we look at some of the interceptions, uh, 95th percentile uh, for Declan Rice, 51st percentile uh, for, for Partey. Uh, if we look at blocks, 51st percentile uh, for both players. Actually, uh, No, sorry, 51st percentile for Rice, 21st percentile for as for uh for, uh, for parte clearances, 83rd percent percentile for rice, 77 for parte. So, like, if we're looking at defensively, it's ultimately um, there you go. Kenny says, No, Tom, percentage is the worst statistic. The percentage is the one that supported you, Kenny. <laughs> you said it's the worst statistics to use percentage. <sighs> But that's the one that backed you up. I, I'm struggling to understand where you want me to go with, with stats, then, Kenny. Because the one that I that I use was percentage was the one that supported your theory. Uh, Gunner Dude says, "Do you think we need to forget our uh, financial principles and just pay up and get Rice in, even if it means overpaying? Surely losing him to City would be too much of a mental blow to the club and the squad. You know, I'm on this. I'm on this train. You know, it, I feel as though the club should pay the money." now that they've kind of gone in with the early bidding process but West Ham had no interest in doing the deal early they've rejected everything they were always going to reject everything I agree with you that's the direction that I'd go to if they want a hundred million pounds I'm paying the hundred million pounds to get it done the question mark is on what is stopping Arsenal from doing that is it Edu is it Arteta is it the ownership for me it would be the ownership that are the ones that are controlling and sanctioning how much money Arsenal can spend on a player, not Edu. But I don't know that for sure. So I can't come to a conclusion on that until we find out more so about how much an agreement is with West Ham for the player. So let's, again, wait and see. Because that's all we can do at this stage is, is ultimately wait and see. uh moving on some more questions i'm gonna have to wrap up soon though um boom, 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 boom. Uh, russ says look we are dropping 65 million on havertz come on just get the wallet out again russ that deal is being spread across three years as far as i have been told it has nothing to do with the rice deal arsenal will have valuations for different players and so because of that it doesn't matter what you're, you know, if you're restricted with the, with the rice things, because the club will not sanction the amount of money that is needed to apparently get that deal done. And I disagree. I think that we absolutely should be looking to push the boat out this summer to get rice done. And if you can get a player that wants us, you know, it's ours to lose is the key point. This deal is Arsenal's to lose. If they can't get an agreement with West Ham and Man City can, we need to have a look at what on earth Man City were offering and why Arsenal couldn't, outcompete them to try and get that deal done i don't buy the whole we can't compete with city for rice because we should be able to for the figures that we've already shown a capability of spending in this summer window um let's go to boom, boom 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 uh Mel says tom is Declan rice and edson alvarez on the same bracket in terms of profile one I would need to look into, I can't spend the whole show looking at stats, Mel, um, but I'd recommend going on to FB Ref and, and doing it. They have a great comparison tool, which you can use uh, to com- uh, statistically compare of the players. Uh, Raul says, Tom, people keep saying pay up whatever West Ham want, but can we win the game with Man City or is it sustainable in our future dealing with other clubs? For me, it's about what the figure is that West Ham come to an agreement with. If West Ham agree a deal with Man City, let's say Man City's £90 million reported bid that's out there is accepted where it's paid across two installments and their add-ons are realistic. And remember, realistic add-ons for Man City are different to the add-ons that Arsenal will. So if, let me put it this way, if Man City's add-ons are win the Premier League, win the Champions League, for Man City, they are realistic add-ons. From an Arsenal perspective, those add-ons cannot be win the Premier League and win the Champions League. Because from a Arsenal perspective, it's not the same deal. You're not matching, you're matching the deal in terms of what it is on paper, but in the context of the offers, Arsenal's offer, if they are the add-ons, are different to Man City's because of the context of the two teams. And Arsenal would need to bite the bullet and say, qualify for the top four, get to X stage of the Champions League, you know, get to the quarterfinals or whatever. Those are the types of add-ons Arsenal should be looking to input. And from my understanding of what I've been told and what I've reported on is that West Ham have out of hand rejected the idea of, of Arsenal, including add-ons that will be winning the Premier League and winning the Champions League. So unless something changes dramatically within negotiations, West Ham are not going to accept Arsenal putting in these types of, uh, of add-ons included into the deal, is my understanding of that situation. Um, there is over 2,000 people watching. Thank you so much, everybody, that continues to support the channel. It means a lot. I hope that you are enjoying your time here. Um, we do these shows every single day for those that are new, 8 a.m. UK time. And we have a massive, long, dedicated section just to chat box questions, of which I try my best to answer um, as many of them as I can. So thank you. Please do drop a like if you haven't done so already, of course, too. It really does help us out. Um, let's go to uh, Drunks Are Us, <laughs> which is a strange name. Says so Lavia, Timber, Havertz in the end of the world. Surely we'd be good enough for top four and at least the quarters. But I don't want this window to be that, to be honest. Arsenal just came second in the title race. And if it wasn't for injuries to Saliba and Tomiyasu, I firmly believe we would have been in with a real genuine chance of beating Man City at the end of the league. Really would have done. And ultimately, we conceded too many goals. And we're in the Champions League next season. We need to strengthen for that. This window is an opportunity that Arsenal cannot afford to miss. Categorically cannot afford to miss this window. If you want to become self-sufficient, and I'm on board. you know I'm on board with the idea of self-sufficiency in the future. I don't mind if you want to get to that position. If you want to become a self-sufficient club, that's fine. Because Man City last summer, despite buying Haaland, despite buying Sergio Gomez, despite buying Akanji, they still made a profit in the window. They had a self-sufficient summer, and they won the league and the Champions League and the FA Cup. You can be successful and self-sufficient, quote-unquote, in the market. Arsenal can get there, but they can't be self-sufficient this window. Arsenal need to push the boat out this window. They have to get the players in they need. They have to go big in terms of spending, and they have to make sure that they have got a club that can, without a doubt, compete for the title again this season and push for as far ahead in the Champions League. Now, the quarterfinals of the Champions League should be the minimum expectation from my end of side of things. We have to progress. We can't go backwards. And if Arsenal don't compete for the title next season, I'll be asking the questions as to why. If we don't push on in in some of the cup competitions, I'll be asking the question as to why. But we have to progress. You're not entitled to anything. I hope to those people that think I'm coming across as entitled right now, that is not the intention. There's no entitlement, you know, if Arsenal don't win the league next season or don't win a trophy next season, I'm going to ask questions, you know, but we aren't entitled to any of those trophies because at the end of the day, Man City are the favourites for every single competition they enter. And if Arsenal win a trophy, they've overachieved because they've beaten Man City to one of those trophies. But we have to give ourselves the best pot of possible chance and we have to back a manager that all he has done is do more than what people thought he could do. Because no one thought he could do what he did last season and he did it. No one thought he could do what he did the season before that and he did it. We can't constantly ask Arteta to overachieve. We've got to back the guy. We've got to give him what he wants, you know. And that's why in this window, it was so important for me and why I've said, and I've jumped off the whole train of, we've got to be realistic about spending. No, we have a billionaire owner. Get that £300 million spent, in my opinion. That is how much Arsenal should be looking to spend. We need to look at selling better. And that is on their He needs to get more money for players. If Thomas Partey goes to Juventus for €20 million, Euros, frankly, that is not good enough. Is not good enough we need to do everything right this summer we can't afford to slip up this window categorically cannot afford to slip up if the priority is rice get it done get it done and if it's not done i'm going to be asking the questions as to why and personally i don't think it's edu personally i think it will be on the restrictions and what was allocated to edu to try and negotiate that deal That's where I personally sit. And I know everyone sits in there, but I'm still yet to find someone to come up with an argument to convince me otherwise that it is. But, uh, you know, (laughs) he says, Tom, stand away from the soapbox. (laughs) Uh, Neil says the aim is to progress, to try and win every competition we're in, but we must strengthen the squad and the quality enable for us to do that Ish says Arsenal were embarrassed in January if they walk away from Rice that's a very embarrassing move for the establishment we should be fighting for our number one targets I don't personally think we were embarrassed in January the January window was not an embarrassment for me we didn't get Madrid because they had a valuation that they didn't want to go over and let's be honest let's be very honest Trossard's better than Madrid You know, I have no problem saying that. Trossard is better than Madrid. Maybe not in the long-term future, but for Arsenal right now, I'm more than happy with us getting Trossard. And then we went and got Jorginho and we went and got Kivior in. We couldn't get Caicedo. He wasn't for sale. But for this summer, Rice is for sale. Caicedo is for sale. You know, and I don't think we can get both of those because the money is frankly ludicrous for, for each player, but we can definitely try and get one of them. And if we don't, I've said this for the longest time, For those that think I'm Arsenal's lawyer, trust me, if I was Arsenal's lawyer, I would not be allowed to criticise them as much as I do. If we don't get one of Rice or Caicedo, it is a disaster. Even if we don't get Rice, just forget Caicedo for a second. If we lose to Man City in this race for, for, for Rice and they agree a reasonable amount of money with West Ham, and by reasonable, I think around that £100 million figure, I think Arsenal should be going to that level. Personally, it will be a disaster if we don't do it. You know, a couple of super chats to tackle as well that I've missed out on. Um, let's just go through those. Uh, Ethan says, if we miss out on Rice, does Jacques a stay? probably not, because I think we'll go and get someone else, to be honest. Uh, Gap Smile, thank you so much for the kind donation. Really appreciate that. Um, Jacob says, if we let Partey go, why not a cash plus Kaissado swap deal as well? I mean, something maybe we could look at. There was another super chat from Stephen. Where is it? Stephen, who was very, very kind yesterday and donated 100 memberships to people listening it's why it's why it's worth tuning in people to those morning shows uh, because very very generous kind people that support the channel like steven um gift memberships i always say if you want to support the channel one of my favorite ways that you can do that is by gifting memberships it is always great to see that happen um but steven's comment says did you see the current transfer mark valuation ranking for clubs arsenal now have the second most valuable squad in the world And that is a credit to the recruitment. That's a credit to the coaching. That's a credit to the people that have gone and improved the players at the club as well. But also, we could be better than that. And we can get more than that. You know, and we can continue to raise the value of this club. Because for me, Declan Rice could be worth even more than what we pay him in a couple of years' time. Saka, we got come through the ranks. Smith Rowe, we had come through the ranks. You know, Balogun, if you were to keep him and develop him, who knows what he could be worth? Who knows what Balogun could be worth? So... There's a lot of question marks about Arsenal in this window and what we're going to do. Let's wait and see what happens. Um, it was always going to be a long one. It was always going to be a long show today, and it has been. Uh, I'm not going to 9am. I'm not risking that. <laughs> I can't. Um, but thank you, everybody that's tuned in. As I said, there's been over concurrently 2,000 of you watching, which means so very much to me. Um For those, the 99% of you that are respectful, kind, supportive, uh, that disagree with me sometimes, but do it in a respectful way. Thank you so much, everybody that's tuned into the channel. Uh, I'll be back. Later on today, I'm going to be bringing you a show today at 5pm UK time. I'm going to be joined by James B from AFTV. I'm going to be joined by Chris Davison as well, formerly of the Arsenal Way and Football London, of course, as well. So Chris Davison and James B uh, from AFTV will be coming on at 5pm, barring any late scheduling changes uh, today. So make sure you set your alarms uh, 5pm UK time for that. Uh, I'll be having a good chat about anything that's happened across the day with those two, Um, and I'm looking forward to a conversation because it's always good when chatting to Chris it's always good when chatting to James um so make sure you tune in and listen to the show because it's hopefully going to be talking about a lot of stuff that happens over the course of the day as well will the Declan Rice deal be secured or not by then we will wait and see have a fantastic Friday also I want to end the show by saying for those that are still watching and haven't logged out already if you are getting too stressed with this if you are getting too worked up too angry too frustrated if you're getting too hot in this crazy British weather or wherever you are in the world please make sure you take yourself away from it. Please make sure that you go and enjoy something else. You know, If it means you don't tune into tomorrow morning's 8 a.m. show, that is okay. I'd much rather that you looked after your mental health and looked after your own mindset than tuned into my show. Please, please, please make sure that you look after yourselves because the amount of anger, frustration, abuse, arguments, chaos, ridiculousness I've seen online in the last week or so, frankly does not correlate to us talking about sport sport is great we love it we're passionate about it it's everything trust me it's my life it's my job it's my 24 7 but thankfully i've got a great wife i've got some great hobbies i've got some great friends you know find something as an escape if you cannot deal with it. Because trust me, I know there are people out there that can't. So please look after yourselves. Stay safe. Stay well. Yes, Jay Walker, it is only football. You know, when I was younger, and people would say to me, it's only football. It's just a game. You know, I'd come back and I'd argue like, no, what are you talking about? It's a way of life. It's everything to me. And it is. Arsenal is everything to me. But nothing will trump you know, life itself and being happy and having things to enjoy outside of sport. I don't think if Arsenal was the only thing in my world, which it is for most of the day, you know, I would survive. So make sure you got things outside of it. Make sure you're not letting it impact your daily life, your job, your relationships, your friendships. You've got to absolutely make sure you focus in on that as well. So have a fantastic day on on, on today. It's Friday. You've made it to the weekend. We've got the weekend now. Have a chill time. You know, go to the pub, go to see some friends. Whatever you need to do, just make sure that you stay safe, stay well. And as always, and most importantly, other than your mental health, I'll be Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNugget's share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming your mate's already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfection order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery you in at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com